This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 90 is brought to us by Bybit. Traders, you still have a few days now to get to that 10K threshold of trading volume to make yourself eligible for the $50 ETH airdrop. A lucky 20 of you who qualify will be receiving it in a couple weeks on your Rewards Hub tab. Um, but remember always, you don't qualify for any of these things that Bybit has, and they have a lot of things, if you do not click my link down below in the description. Whether you're using Bybit to purchase your spot crypto or to trade, uh, even on MT4, which you can do here. Always make sure you are going through my link so you can qualify for instant bonuses and future promotions because membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I told you this day would be coming. We do have one uh, crypto token remaining on the watch list, and in all actuality, it we may have one or two more. I just don't know yet. Uh, that's a lot of positions, man. If you look at my, the blog that shows my entire crypto portfolio, just go to nononsenseforex.com, uh, type in the word portfolio in the search bar, and it will pop right up. You know, I have about as many crypto positions as I do stock positions, and that's a lot of different positions, all right? That's, I understand being diversified, that's great, but I don't know. It's, maybe it's just a comfort thing with me. What do y'all think? If you guys are on YouTube right now, comment down below how many positions is too much. And we're talking financial positions, by the way, if I didn't make that clear. But more importantly, I think um, it, go, it speaks more to the way I invest. And you guys have kind of picked up on this by now, especially in the crypto space, because it's easier to see. Because we have all together been through up cycles and down cycles on this podcast alone. And so you've caught a glimpse into it. Now, uh, for clarification, I generally like to buy things when they are cheap, meaning I want to do most of my investing in down markets. Call me crazy. Uh, but my multiplier is what are the chances of this thing taking off, catching on, you know, becoming permanent in this industry? You know, if it's for the next 10 years or so, great. If it's for the next maybe three years, okay, I can take my exit and be done with it. But, you know, I really do think things like Bitcoin and Ethereum have multiples of upside out there for all of us to enjoy, yet I think both of those things have more than a 50% chance of becoming permanent, and that is tremendous. You just don't see this anywhere else. You know, 10, 15 years ago, things like this just did not exist. Uh, now, as the market falls and things get cheaper, then you can start taking chances on things that may have less of a chance of sticking and becoming permanent and becoming a huge part of this market, you know, for generations. Uh, I think a good example of this would be Avalanche. There's a lot of layer ones out there. And, you know, AVAX doesn't do what Ethereum does or what Cardano does, but it does a lot, and it certainly does enough to justify the price that it fell to, in my opinion. Uh, and there's certainly enough there for it to possibly stick. Uh, now, what makes things stick? Well, it's a tough question to answer, but uh, a really easy place to start, I think, is to invest in things that people need. 
Now, what I don't love to do, but I do anyway, is invest when the market is going up. And one of the things that I invested in when the market was going up, for example, and we've chronicled this on this, is Trust Wallet, ticker symbol TWT. You know, far from a blue chipper at the time, probably still not really. Uh, but the world needs wallets of all types, and that was probably the largest hot wallet at the time. And it did a lot of things, and it was connected to Binance. I'm like, okay, why is this not higher? Uh, you know, and that token has performed very well, even through the downturn. You know, we've already taken a double off that. I took some money off the table when it did. Uh, and I tweeted this, by the way. You wouldn't know that unless you followed me on Twitter. Uh, so make sure you do that. Link is always down below in the show notes. Uh, but let's ask ourselves, you know, what does the crypto world need overall? Does it need another DeFi platform? Uh, no, it does not. It might be nice. It might actually stick, but we don't need that. Uh, does the crypto market need, not you individually, not humanity, does the crypto market need privacy coins? No, they don't. Some of you will disagree, uh, but feel free to start your own podcast. From where I sit, the market does not need privacy coins. If they were gone tomorrow, the crypto world would just keep right on turning. Uh, but keep in mind, most of what you see in the crypto world are not actual cryptocurrencies, like actual coins. You know, I, I say that term a lot just because, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to. So, you know, if I say cryptocurrencies, you know what I'm talking about. But most of the market right now, the, the vast majority of the market, are actually full-fledged companies, blockchain companies. So almost everything they do is digital. And every single one of them at some point in time, if not now, is going to need a lot of storage. Now, if you noticed in the title, I did not tell you what the uh, particular token was going to be, but some of you may have narrowed it down by now <laughs> a little bit, depending on your knowledge of the market. Uh, by the way, the reason I put a question mark there instead of listed the actual uh, token is because last time I did a watch list episode, um, I think it was Ave. It performed really badly, numbers-wise. I think people just read the title and say, okay, VP's on this. I'll, I'll either buy it or avoid it, you know, however you feel about me. Um, so I want to see how many of you out there are genuinely lazy compared to how many people actually tune in and listen to my analysis. I'm just curious. You, know, you can play this any way you want, uh, but I thought I would punish the lazy people for one episode, at least. Uh, but let me continue on this before I reveal the actual token. Thank you for staying with me, um, but I think this is important. Um, in Web 2, cloud storage is so gigantic and so important and so lucrative that over time, a lot of the smaller companies have gotten bought out and the big boys pretty much took over the entire game because they could, because they had the money to build these huge cloud storage farms and maintain them. Uh, because in Web 2, that's how you have to do it. There's no other way. So let me read you the top 10 cloud storage providers in the world right now. Uh, just let me find it. So for example, you have Amazon Web Services, you have Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud Platform, Alibaba, Oracle, IBM, Tencent, and then rounding off the top 10, you have three companies I've never heard of before, OVH Cloud, DigitalOcean, and Linode, for what it's worth. You know, big, huge, lucrative companies. Uh, that did not start out big. You know, they had something that people wanted and they grew to be a lot bigger. Uh, but it just illustrates how important this market is. Now, most people don't think of storage because 
it's not that exciting. And it just it's it's such a picks and shovels approach that it just doesn't have that, you know, make your balls tingle upside that so many younger crypto investors especially are really looking for. Uh, but that doesn't mean it isn't hugely important and hugely lucrative, in my opinion, down the road. And what we have right now is a, really a two-horse race in terms of actual blockchain storage. And I think we are getting really both of them at super discount prices because only 5%, last I looked, of the actual blockchain uses these storage companies. 95% of them who use storage still use something like AWS, uh, which is deeply troubling. You know, that DeFi platform that you think is completely decentralized probably has all of their storage, which if you cut off the storage, you pretty much cut off the head of the company, in a company like Amazon, who at any point, if they wanted to, could completely shut the lights off. You know, now, would this actually happen? Uh, probably not. You know, why would they cannibalize their own company like that and destroy trust? You know, I get that. But uh, Amazon is an American company. Let's just say there was a government out there like, oh, I don't know, like the American government who absolutely hates crypto. And they said, hey, look, you know, we're not really giving you a choice here. Uh, because I'll tell you something else. You know, one of the things that governments, regardless of what side of the aisle they're on, have agreed on in the last probably 10, 12 years is they really don't like Silicon Valley and the amount of power they have because governments don't like it when other people have power. You know, so maybe this scenario is not as far-fetched as it seems, but if I was a company who, if I'd put all my money into my crypto company, I wouldn't mess around with my storage and have it somewhere like that. And I think you're really going to see this shift back towards native blockchain companies when it comes to handling their storage. And there are two, uh, two main ones. There might be some tiny ones out there, but I don't care about those. Uh, if you didn't know, they are Filecoin and Arweave. And this episode is about Arweave, ticker symbol AR. For now, at least, our final watch list token. Now, to all the lazy people out there, thank you for sticking around to the 10-minute mark. You may go home now for the rest of us. You know, if I haven't already illustrated a big enough bull case for something like this, uh, Arweave is currently more than eight times off of its highs. And look, Filecoin is not a bad idea either. If you have a hard time choosing, uh, I would just take one tranche of an investment and split it between the two. Cover yourself. You know, why not? I might do that. And if I do, I'll let you know. But for right now, I do favor Arweave a bit. Um, and the reasons why are as follows. I like their subscription model a bit better than Filecoins. Um, Filecoins is uh, like, like a rental, like you pay every year. Uh, to where Arweave, you pay forever. If you were to go buy Arweave storage for yourself right now, which you can do at ardrive.io if you wanted to, um, it's going to be a little more expensive than something like Google Drive or AWS, uh, for sure AWS. But you get it for 200 years, so you don't have to keep renewing it. So long term, it is actually a better deal. And I think for these larger companies that are coming in, especially metaverse companies, and metaverse is going to need so much storage, my God, I'm not even techie and I can figure this part out. You know, I do think it's a much better deal just to pay up front like that. Uh, now, from a price performance standpoint, Filecoin likes to spike a lot. Filecoin has historically been very erratic, and I don't mind this. 
We talked all the way back in the Litecoin video. One of the coolest things about Litecoin is in bull markets, it really likes to spike, which means you can take that initial profit pretty darn quick and then wait for the market to come back down and reinvest those uh, earnings in something else if you wanted to. To where some of these other tokens may not get there, Litecoin kind of always has because it loves to spike and so does Filecoin. Uh, but all things considered, I would want something a bit more uh, conservative in the way it moves. Now, eight times off, it, off its highs, if it gets back there, that's far from conservative. I get that. But I like something that's going to move with the overall market. So I think a bet on Arweave is almost like a bet on the crypto market itself, uh, yet with a really high upside, with a little bit of extra volatility there. Uh, which can simply give us what they want by moving up with the overall beta of the market. You know, that's really appealing to me. You know, again, I'm going for things with large upside that have a safety element to it as well. You know, it's almost like blue chippers that aren't yet blue chippers. You know, I'm really, really interested in things like that. Yeah, and that's kind of where I see Arweave. Uh, plus, <laughs> for what it's worth, uh, Filecoin has something called the Filecoin Foundation, and they do have an office in Davos. Uh, this can be bearish or extremely bullish, depending on how you look at it. I thought I would just add that in while we're here. Um, to where something interesting about Arweave is the majority of its clients right now are in China. Why China? Uh, well, if you didn't know, China really likes to suppress information, especially to its own citizens. And so blockchain storage companies like Arweave are the perfect escape from that. You know, there are powerful governments out there all over the world, not just China, that are really looking to rewrite history the way they want it to be told. And companies like this are one of our main weapons against the possibility of this occurring. So do not tell me things like storage, as boring as it sounds on the surface, is not extremely appealing and extremely viable and extremely bullish for the future. I want in. And for transparency's sake, I am currently in. I bought Arweave, I bought a little bit of Arweave, a bit under $10. Uh, and I would like to buy again so I can actually have what would equate to, for me, a relatively small sized bag. And then if we start hitting new lows down the road, which uh, I'm expecting to happen, then and only then will I start to purchase more. But I definitely want a bag of this stuff before the market goes back up. Uh, and I think right now it is a bit of a better value than Filecoin is. And that, mixed with its stability, is the reason I have chosen it over Filecoin for now. Uh, now, I don't know what your personal reaction was to this uh, reveal of the final token on my watch list. But I will say it, even my own listeners uh, probably had very confused looks on their faces when I came out with episodes like Litecoin, uh, like Trust Wallet, and now maybe even Arweave. Uh, but looking back on it and seeing how those prior two coins and tokens had performed, even in the down market, and how they are so well positioned to profit even further going forward, I ask you, dear contrarian, was I crazy or was I just early? <laughs>